spectacles Honda Suzuki, helping riders have fun since 1954. What's up, everybody? Jay Soar is back in the studio at the Betancourt's podcast. Today, we got special guests with us. John Spagna, a.k.a. Graybush, a.k.a. Spags. Yeah. What's going on? Hey, Graybush here. <laughs> Just want to let everyone out there know that I'm running for Team Honda now. Yeah, we got we got Spags on uh, Africa Twin 2021 DCT. How you liking the new bike? Yesterday, I was uh, playing with the old bike and comparing it, and this Africa Twin is everything I wanted. It's a big jump going from a 650 to an 1100, though. Definitely a lot more bike with the Africa Twin from the V-Strom. Yep. A lot more features as well, though. Are, are you getting used to the features? Um, I know I know it's a bit much. Uh, when you get aggravated, you go down to level one and just ride. That's right. But I'll tell you what. I, I, I'll let you know. I registered with uh, Honda online, and they had a simulator for this bike. Um, I'm sure they have simulators for other bikes too, but um, I tell you that this thing taught me things that the manual didn't, and it's it features every single switch, which is a thousand switches on these bikes, and it's also a six-speed automatic. Can't beat that. Uh, to tell you, my neighbor, my neighbor Norm, uh, no last names, he's a big Harley guy for 30 years. And he saw me on this Africa Twin the other day, uh, sometime last week, uh, obviously when it was warmer. And um, he came running over, and he's looking the bike over, and I made sure I put him on the right side of the bike. That way, he, if he came around on the left side of the bike, he'd, he'd be like, where's your gear shift? <laughs> but he actually thought the parking brake on the left handlebar was a clutch. And I said, Man, that's yeah. way out there, right? Yeah, no, I, I took the uh, automatic. Uh, it's it's for um, just a disability. I got that. It, it actually works out a hell of a lot better than um, six-speed uh, manual. A lot of people have uh, mentioned over the years, like, why would they come out with an automatic bike? And for great reasons like this, you know, um, to keep you out there riding. Out of the military, you knew you wanted to get back into riding. Yeah. And, um... How, how, how has that helped you? Well, it would have helped me this morning. I would have teamed up with you on the way in. Might have to get you a heated vest <laughs> yeah, or something, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All these pills I take from the VA, it's like thin blood, you know? <laughs> 60 degrees out, I'm freezing. Um, no, it has helped me out. Um, it's, it's just I can keep more uh, attention to the road, uh, riding an automatic. I don't have to worry about the, the, the leg and the foot, um, you know, shift up, you know, upshifting, downshifting. Um, it takes a while to get used to when you come into a stop. Uh, you're reaching for your clutch, you want to downshift, and in that split second or so, you got to remember you got taillights in front of you, so you better jump, jump on those brakes. It really has helped. I have no regrets. I know you asked me yesterday. I have no regrets. What? whatsoever i'm just trying to figure out what bike you're going to send me next year ever since i met this guy every year i gotta buy a new bike oh, yeah. well, that's the problem being around jay and you know coming by here it's it's a big toy store oh god yeah it is and we're all big kids right that's right all the way to the end yep, yep. so i want to introduce gary reagan scars and stripes he uh is joining us in the studio today uh we had great night the other night the resource night if you want to 
touch base on that, talk yeah, a little bit so, about that. Uh, so Tuesday night, March 22nd, was our, our first uh, Veteran and First Responders Resources Night uh, at the Norton VFW. Awesome, awesome turnout. Uh, everybody, like pretty much every organization was represented. It was it was a really humbling experience. I had no idea, you know, how how big this first one was going to be, if the word was going to get out there, and if, and if people were really going to be interested in showing up. But uh, we had 75 to 100 people that showed up and came through. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty good thing. So, like I've known and we've talked about, the need for something like this is out there. Bringing our community together, you know, sharing resources, different outlets, like that's that's what this is all about. Get rid of the isolation, you know. Maybe you don't necessarily need, like, therapy or, like, your traditional paths. It might just be some peer support, a riding group, jiu-jitsu, whatever your outlet may be, man, just to have a place to connect is, is basically what we're trying to create and build this community. And what an amazing night that was to, to get that thing really going for the first time. Yeah, it was. I, I was absolutely blown away by the resources. Seeing that there's a lot more resources out there for first responders as well. I have a lot of uh, veteran brothers, ancestors of mine, paramedic, firefighter, police officer. Um, yeah, I'm glad to see that there is more help out there for them as well. Because, I, I, you know, everybody talks about the veteran community yeah. and, and how much support there is out there for us. Well, I think we need to, you know, reassure that the, there's support out there for the first responders. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the conversation around, you know, the veteran community and support, uh, suicide awareness, PTSD... That's the stigma of that is starting to go away, um, but still within you know public safety, especially law enforcement. If you ask for help for those types of things, there's possible repercussions. You know, lose your job. You know, things like that. So it's not there yet, but I think the military has set an awesome model, and then we can share resources. And so many of us veterans are first responders, like you were saying. So it's like like I said, share resources, connect. Uh, ways of coping, dealing, things like that, they're all a great platform, um, you know, that we need to share because the resources are very specific sometimes, but otherwise, like, it can work for all of us, man. You know, it doesn't have to be just military, this type of treatment. And it's like anything, too, like, as a first responder, it's funny, you know, being a combat medic and then coming to be a civilian EMT and paramedic, there was stuff that we weren't doing here. And to me, it's like, well, why aren't we doing that? It's all the stuff that's tried and true on the battlefield that then slowly progresses into what we do now in the civilian world. So basically, this the mental health aspect of it can kind of follow suit, in my opinion. Wow, that's that's amazing. You know, thank you for that insight too, because that's something that um, you know we don't see. You know, I I I've never been through you know paramedic training and you know combat medic training. Um, you know, we get the quick glimpse of it through you know yeah. combat lifesaver yeah we yeah, get to poke each other with some needles and stuff but you know yeah. hats off to you guys for for being the ones the saviors on the battlefield oh yeah no couldn't think of a better job or anything else i would have rather done and uh i actually I never got to tell you the story of that so when i originally enlisted um i was going you know different route and then i found out i was colorblind and then they told me they're like oh well you can't be this you can't be that and i was like well, what do you mean? They're like, well, why don't you be a combat medic? And I was already an EMT. And I was like, well, that's not really, like, what I want to do. And then, in hindsight, like, like you say, you know, right place, right time, things happen for a reason. That was meant to happen for me, and I'm very glad that it did. So It's funny that you mentioned that because the same thing happened to me. I was going in as a, 
I had my mindset. I don't know why, but I wanted to be a cannon crew member. I wanted to pull cork, go boom, you know, <laughs> field artillery. Oh yeah. Right. But I get to the last station at maps. They said, Hey, like you, you did great. Here's your scores. Here's all your jobs you can choose. And they said, Whoa, sorry. Wait a second. You're colorblind. Oh. Here's three jobs you can choose. And yep. oh. it was a uh, laundry oh. specialist, chaplain assistant, and transportation management coordinator. And um, I didn't do my own laundry at the time. I didn't go to church. Right. And so I took transportation. Yeah. But it worked out. You know, everything has for a reason, good. just like you said. Exactly. You know, but um, back to Scars and Stripes. Let's uh, talk about the mission here. Um, we're going to be teaming up um, try- so others may ride. Let's talk about the that that quote and what what that truly means. Yeah, so um, basically, soldiers may live is like the combat medics' creed. Um, you know, so my idea as one of the uh, the avenues for support because it affects me really well is riding. It's therapeutic, throttle therapy, wind therapy, all these things we talked mm-hmm. about. Um, so what I want to be able to do is through scars and stripes, be able to create. Um, so others may ride and be able to, you know, through riding groups, getting guys' bikes, rebuilding them, giving away, that whole process uh, can be very therapeutic and build community. So that's that's the, our whole mission, man, and that's how all these connections are happening. Um, I heard your guys' podcast before, and, like, that hit me because, like, that's exactly what this is about, man, like getting this community together, what you guys do with the CVMA, uh, the different motorcycle organizations, it's just such a good fit for our community as an outlet. It truly is, you know, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm just glad to see that it's, it's slowly just building its snowball effect. It's just growing, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and Betancourt has been, you know, a proud supporter of the, the local veteran community. Um, and I feel like it's just bringing everybody in. Like this has been the hub Bettencourt's um, has been, you know, the center, just bringing everybody in. And, you know, I can't thank them enough for uh, their support. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we just keep this rolling, keep it growing. I know um, Bobby Bettencourt mentioned gathering, you know, getting some bikes of his own, uh, some trail bikes <clears throat> to get some guys out there because um, the original owner, Dick Bettencourt, that's what he was all about. You know, getting guys out riding on a Thursday and, um, taking, you know, taking new people out to the trails to show them that experience, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, because obviously we know, you know, motorcycling is an expensive hobby. It so is. to get into it without knowing if you're really going to enjoy it or like it, it's a, it's a big expense to undertake. So if you can expose guys to it without that initial cost and be able to give that to them, like they're going to get bit by that bug. They're going to fall in love with it. And then this community will be able to, to keep growing and make that happen. Well, one of the big um, names that we know, Brian Cox, right? Now, you say getting community together. Unfortunately, Brian's not with us no more, okay? But he he had the word, and that's why I'm here. And he knew, somehow he knew what was going to happen, and he got us together. And it just branches off, and it's like, doesn't matter if you rode for one day or 20 years. You're all going to be together. You're all going from A to B and B back to A. Right. And that's what this is all about. I, I'll i be honest with you. Um, 
I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be back at home, possibly, most likely, pacing out back on guard, checking out every car that goes by and make sure they come back out of the dead end, you know? But I'm here now, and, and it was like I got up, I said, see you, Julie, gotta go, and she knows. And that's a big thing, too, is having uh, the backing of your spouse. Oh, yeah. Or significant other. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely true. Actually, um, to touch on that about uh, veteran spouses, and so my wife and I are going to be speaking at the um, Might Night on April 14th at the Berkeley Legion. Um, we're going to be uh, we're going to be speaking on you know different resources, how they've helped us over the years, uh, the transition, getting out of the military. And um, when I was speaking with uh, Tom Raposa. Um, who runs the coffee social here on Saturday, Saturday mornings. He brought me into Jamaica Plain VA. We were talking to a colonel up there and he was telling, he was mentioning, you know, if you don't have a speaker, this and that. And then first I volunteered and then I said, you know, how about we get my wife involved too? Because I think that's, that's truly important, you know, especially to, yep. to help the veterans like, the, the spouse needs to understand as just as much as we need to understand what's going on as well. You know, that's but. a, that's a huge thing that yep. we've been talking about a lot. And, you know, I think a lot of us were pretty good at, you know, acting like we're fine, keeping things under wraps and not necessarily sharing. So then, yeah. you know, your significant other may not know, is he just being, you know, grumpy, moody? Like what does he have going on? I always say PTSD is not a hall pass to be like an asshole to your family. Exactly. But some, sometimes, you know, you know, if they were educated and understood, maybe they would know what's going on. You know, same thing for our kids because yep. you don't want your kids to think like they're the problem and that's why you're angry. No, maybe you're just having an off day and things like that. So, so we want to grow through scars and stripes too. The whole platform of educating the significant others of the spouse because without that support, any treatment or therapy we go through. Is going to be way way harder to be successful yep. if you don't have that backing. You know? Awesome. So that's yeah. so that fact that all these connections are happening and all these things are coming together. It's it's proof that, like I said, the need is there, and now we're kind of all starting to create our own answers to the problem. You know. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> stuff, man. Stuff. man, I got the chills over here, man. It's it's crazy how just everything just falls together, you know, and yeah. um. Yep. Any other organizations you want to plug today or uh, some resources you guys might want to throw out? Uh, yeah, use your VA. Yes, VA, you yep. know, get in there, make sure, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people think that, you know, somebody else needs it more than they do. You know, I hear that it far too sucks. often. Just, just understand time. it's there for us, you know, get the help that you need. Uh, I do want to plug one organization, Heroes in Transition. Um, they're based out of the Cape, great organization. My wife and I have been teamed up with them, um, uh, going to a lot of their events. We've actually, uh, been asked to host for them as well. Get involved with the local organizations, find out how you can also help them as well. It's not all about just, you know, taking everything you can. It's about giving back to those organizations that are there for us as well. That's all the time we have for today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for your support and be sure to share this and get the word out there. We're just trying to help as many people as possible and also get other people out there riding with us and enjoying the lifestyle that we so enjoy. So anyway, 
Be safe and keep the rubber side down. Peace.